Halashing for Halas? Want to buy or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9. Join Adrian Bugatti for SN Fresen Tuesday mornings from 11 a.m. where it's all about the food. Good morning and welcome. I'm Adrian. Does anyone have a boat I could borrow, please? All this rain, it's making things a little more difficult on the roads with being wet and slippery and having large holes that are called potholes, but not really, more like swimming pools. Um, so roads are becoming more dangerous. And for me, this is the perfect reason to keep online shopping as much as possible. Um, thankfully, the rain has stopped long enough for my lawn to be mowed because as much as I love the bush, I don't love it in my garden. Now, I thought about doing a Valentine's Day show today, but considering that as far as I'm concerned, this is the most dangerous year, day of all, when years ago I was still nursing, we would see an uptick in suicide attempts on the 14th and 15th because some people would choose the day to break off relationships. So not my favorite day. Also, Valentine's Day has truly a commercial feel to it. Um, roses that are only going to last a couple of days are selling for nearly 800 rand for just a dozen. And chocolate shapes at hearts go for double or triple the normal cost. But by the way, did you know there are about a dozen St. Valentines? Because of the abundance of St. Valentines in the Roman Catholic Church, they have a whole lot. The one we celebrate today is the Roman, is the one from Rome, St. Valentine of Rome. But you might decide to do St. Valentine of Viterbo on the 3rd of November. Or you want to get a jump on the traditional Valentine celebration, you can fake St. Valentine's of Raetia in January the 7th. Women might choose to honor the only female St. Valentine, a virgin martyred in Palestine, on July 25th, AD 308. And the Eastern Orthodox Church officially celebrates St. Valentine's twice, once as an elder of the church on the 6th of July, and then once again as a martyr on July 30th. Pick a date. I'm sure you can tell I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. And truly, if you want to show someone you love them, it should be small acts that you do every day, and not a day when you put your budget under strain. But if you really want to add a little heat to your love, just use chilies. And that's today's show. We're talking chilies. So... I have a few family members that absolutely love spicy foods. And I thought, well, why not look into the different kinds available and how the different strengths in, of chilies are measured and what I do with them. I also have a really nice recipe to share that uses chili, but you can choose to leave the chili out if you prefer. Um, I just like the flavor. The use of chili in cooking is ancient. It's an easy way to add flavor to your food, and you can obviously adjust the strength and flavor in your food depending on the chili you use, how you prepare it, all those kind of things. So we're going to go into that and find out what you need. Now, did you know that chili peppers are actually a fruit? But just like tomatoes, you wouldn't use them in a fruit salad. Maybe you do. Who knows? Also, like tomatoes, chili is a nightshade plant. And all peppers, whether they're sweet or hot, belong to the capsicum family. So from your delicious red, yellow, and green peppers to your black, fiery, hellacious, spicy pepper, 
they're all one big family, although the hottest pepper is actually red. Let's get to know a little bit more about chilies. So the thing that makes chili so spicy is a thing called capsation, and that's actually found in the seeds of the chilies. Now, chilies are generally not meant for humans, although for some reason we like them. Um, and the capsation is where we get the different chili, and that's what determines how hot it is. So capsation is the hottest type of capsicoid in a group of five compounds that are found in nature. These compounds activate a protein in your body that detects the heat to alert your brain that there's a problem. However, while the brain thinks you're being burned, your body releases hormones. And for many, that sudden rush feels really good and they want to do it all over again. So another mouthful of chili. All the peppers in the world come from just five species. But from those five, there are a myriad of different hybrids and cultivars. And the strength and flavor and names of each comes from how they're picked and prepared. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. We're turning up the heat here in the studio. I'm Adrian and we're talking chilies. If you would like to share your recipes that, or how you use your chilies, your favorite ingredient, or anything you'd like to talk about food, please send us an SMS on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. You can also send a telegram message on 061-895-1019 or email us at info at highfm.com. So did you know that the green pepper is actually just a red pepper picked at a different stage. So your green pepper, you're very raw, and your red pepper is your very ripe. No one knows precisely how many chilies there are in the world because humans, ever curious, keep creating new types, and they're grown daily. There's another one coming out. So they estimate between 2,000 and 4,000 varieties of chili peppers, Obviously, we haven't got the time to cover them all. Um, so I'll just share a little bit about what I learned about the most popular ones. So the first thing we need to know is how do they know how hot a chili is? Well, we use the Scoville scale. Wilbur Scoville was a scientist in the 1912s who developed a method to measure the heat and pungency of chili peppers. Very scientific method, this. He ground up different chilies into some sugar water and then got people to drink the water. If they said it was too hot, he would dilute the solution with some more sugar water and then give it to them again. The process repeated until the heat was gone and the pepper got a number based on how many times he had to dilute it. I really hope those taste testers were paid to endure that pain. Thankfully, modern technology is now available to do the Scoville tasting in a form called high-performance liquid chromatography. Never get that word. Special machine that sort of measures how strong your chili is going to be. Um, but it's not only used in chilies. It's actually used in all types of food, and chromatography is used in medical research as well. But the most thing, important thing for people to know about chilies is that the, high number, the higher the number the chili the hotter the chili. 
So, for example, the jalapeno chili is probably the best known and most commonly eaten hot pepper, at least in North America. And that range is 2,500 to 8,000 SHU. SHU stands for uh, Scott's um, the, the Scoville heat scale. In South Africa, bird's eye chili is the most commonly eaten. And guess what? That is 100,000 to 225,000 SHU. It is also sometimes called peri-peri, but peri-peri has its own chili. And um, it's why one of our favorite brands, Mild Chicken, still has a good cook kick to it because of the peri-peri spice. This is why it's so important that we remember always to wash our hands well when dealing with chilies. And there are certain chilies where you actually need to be wearing gloves if you are going to be working with them. So let's look at some of the most popular chilies. The first one, I think, is used probably every day in all our cooking, and that's the bell pepper. It actually has no heat. And when it's really ripe, the red one can be quite sweet. It is the only pepper not to have capsaicin in it. So that's why it's popular in salads and things like that. Then we look at something called a banana pepper. Now, this tastes nothing like a banana. It is named because of the shape and the color. It is very mild and kind of adds a sweetness and a crunch to recipes if you use them raw. But it is also most common for pickling and used in garnish or stuffing or grilling. And all peppers do really well grilled. Now, their heat is, I think, 1 to 50 SHU. So it's almost not recognizable as a chili. Paprika, which a lot of us find quite hot, is actually only 50 to 1,000 SHU. So it's not as hot as we think, but some people do still find it pretty spicy. And even though these peppers were introduced to America in about the 17th century, the namesake comes actually from Hungary. And there are eight varieties of this. The Pepper is a mild, crispy taste, and we generally don't eat it raw. It's usually dried and ground and can be sprinkled on everything. Um, they are lovely. Now, some of the peppers are actually mixed with paprika to increase its spiciness, if you want to call it that, because of the smoky flavor. So it really, really is a nice one to use as a rub if you don't want anything too strong, but you still want a bit of a kick. The next one is one we actually know, but most people don't know it as a pepper, and that's pimento. They are also quite low, 500 to 1,000 SHU, and we know them from being stuffed into olives, but they're actually quite delicious on their own, and you can find them included in all sorts of tapas and things like that to eat beautiful flavors. Now, I just got introduced to these ones. These are called Bablano and Ancho Chilies. My son bought a pack at home the other day. They are 1,000 to 2,000 SHU. So the Poblanos are mild, but you can feel the heat. And they're a nice choice if you're making large dishes Then, and you don't know who likes spicy and who doesn't. It gives it a good hint but it's not going to kill anyone. They're very large and they have a very thick skin, so they're not great for eating raw. But once again, brilliant for roasting as the heat brings out 
a beautiful flavor from it and it softens the skin. Now, because of their size, pablanos are great for stuffing before you roast them. So you can stuff them with mince or with nuts or with even with cheese um, to put them in. The ancho chilies are pablo pe- peppers, but they've been picked when they're very ripe and then dried. It's not a separate type of chili. It's the same thing. And I actually heard that they look kind of like figs that got run over. But the truth is, the first time I saw them when my son brought home a bag of dried um, ancho chilies, is they kind of looked at dried out mice because the stems were still attached. So it kind of looked like um, tails were still hanging on. They were actually quite delicious. Then some very popular ones, the uh, jalapeno and uh, chipotle peppers, have an SHU of 2,500 to 8,000. Obviously, once again, the spiciness depends on when they're picked in their season, whether they're picked early or much later. Now, anecdotally, jalapenos are the most popular pepper in the world, and there are very many varieties. Even those who can't handle a lot of spice will find the typical jalapeno manageable, especially when picked and served without their seeds. Harvested while still green and eaten raw, jalapeno peppers are slightly bitter with a bright, fresh flavor. And they become sweeter and less hot the more they ripen and the redder they turn. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Now, Tabasco is probably one of the better known peppers because of their famous sauce. Now, they're actually interesting. All the Tabasco sauce, those peppers were once grown in Louisiana in America. And today they're grown in South and Central America, but with the seeds that have been harvested from the original Avery Island, Louisiana plantation. So all the Tabasco that we taste, all those peppers, are actually hundreds of years old from the original. Most of us have only ever seen it bottled, but they are actually small, thin peppers, and they're, once again, red, yellow, or orange. And you can eat them raw, but they are much spicier than the sauce. And they're best for making homemade sauces or grinding up into a chili powder. And then the unripened green Tabasco peppers are good for spicy salsa verde, which is just a green sauce. Now, the popular South African chilies, bird's eye chilies, they register at 50,000 to 100,000 SHU. So they are pretty strong. Uh, by the way, Tabasco sauce is 30,000 to 50,000. Now, the bird's eye chili are small, they're hot, they berry like peppers, and they're very, very popular sort of in Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, and other Southeast Asian countries. And they have a beautiful, very strong flavor. But if you'd like to reduce their flavor or their spiciness, just remove the pips, those the seeds. Those will work really, really well. And then one of the two of the best-known peppers, habanero pepper, which has an SHU of 300,000 to 350,000. These guys are um, very little and apparently have a citrusy taste. I am not attempting to try those. They're very popular in Western Caribbean and Mexican cuisine, 
and you can use them to make your own sauces or salsas. Then there is something called the ghost chili. At the moment, the ghost chili is known as the hottest chili pepper in the world, according to the Guinness Book. Or it was, should I say. And that had an ACSHU of a million plus. Now, what happens with the ghost chilies is you'll eat it, and about 30 seconds later, you're going to get an intense kick of heat and feel like you're on fire. The heat builds up for about 15 minutes and then slowly over the next half an hour dissipates. Uh, if you want to try it, use it very carefully. These are one of the ones that I would suggest wearing gloves for. Then lastly, we have the Carolina Reaper, which stands at 1.4 to 2.2 million SHU and is currently listed in the Guinness Book as the hottest chili around. It, believe it or not, was developed by a company called the Puckabat Pepper Company. The official record is an average of 1.641 million Scottsville heat units. Thankfully, they're very small, apparently sweet and fruity. Uh, how you can tell, I really don't know if your mouth's on fire, but apparently that's it. It's best used in very small doses and blended into sauce for flavor and heat. Now, you can also dry them grind them into a powder, and use them in rubs and sauces and marinades. Please remember these ones you definitely must wear gloves for. There's also a rumor, something called a dragon's breath, coming out of Wales. And this may dethrone the Carolina Reaper, potentially pushing 2.5 million SHU. Word has it, it was developed for medicinal purposes as an alternative to anesthetic. Yeah, I can see that. And maybe... A little bit dangerous to eat. It probably stop your heart. Time will tell if it's true or if it's just another internet ghost pepper story. My recipe today is called chili time. Obviously, making use of chilies. And you can find the recipe after the show on the High FM website. So a kilo of lean beef mince, one onion diced, one jalapeno pepper seeded and finely diced. Remember, removing the, pe- the seeds does reduce your heat. Four cloves of garlic minced, two and a half te- tablespoons of chili powder divided into portions. Now, you don't have to use the full two and a half tablespoons. Quite frankly, if you don't like very spicy, I would leave the t- chili powder out in altogether and just use the jalapeno. One teaspoon of cumin, one green bell pe- pepper seeded and diced, one can of crushed tomatoes, one can of kidney beans drained and rinsed, four kilos of diced tomatoes with juice, one and a half cups of beef broth or beef stock, a cup of beer, a tablespoon of tomato paste, a tablespoon of brown sugar, which is optional, and salt and pepper to taste. Now, this is a big recipe, so it makes eight, so perfect for freezing if you have a smaller family. Combine the mince and one and a half tablespoons of chili powder. Then in a large pot, you're going to brown your mince, your onion, your jalapeno and your garlic and drain any fat that develops. Add in the remaining ingredients and bring to boil. You reduce the heat and simmer uncovered for about 45 minutes to an hour or until the chili is nice and thick. You don't want it watery and runny. You can top it with vegan cheddar cheese, green onions, coriander, or any of your favorite toppings. So that's the chili. 
Now, a couple of the chilies that I didn't cover a minute ago, um, we're going to come back to those. The um, chilies are an amazing, amazing flavor. We had the chipotle chili, which is 2,500 to 8,000. And it's just a catch term used in English for pretty much any dried or smoked pepper. But, however, most of them are actually jalapeno red peppers that have been smoked. And there is quite a variety. Now, the next step is the serrano pepper, which stands at 10,000 to 23,000 SHUs. And they have a fresh crisp flavor but with more kick than the jalapenos. The serrano peppers are commonly chopped up for salsa and that kind of condiment rather than um, using them directly. Roasting them also apparently can make them a little sweeter and softens the skin. Now, cane pepper, we know this one quite well, stands at thirty to 50,000 SHU, and is considered moderately spicy. These peppers are thin and tapered and maybe green or red or somewhere in between, once again, depending on when they were harvested. It is unusual to find fresh cane pepper. They are most commonly dried and ready ground and sold whole. And just a little goes a long way. So please be careful when you use this. Now, one of the benefits of peppers is they have an amazing amount of vitamin C and antioxidants. Believe it or not, nightshade plants have more vitamin C than a tomato, well, than an orange. So tomatoes, peppers, those chilies, all of those are great. Chilies have also been found to help prevent lifestyle diseases, including certain cancers and stomach ulcers. Now, I found that a little hard to believe because for most people, having chili when you have a stomach issue is going to make things worse. And meanwhile, their ability to create with heat within the body has been linked to weight loss as well as lowering the risk of type 2 diabetes. So that is quite a, um, a statement. Now, I do remember many years ago being told not to eat spicy food as it can bring on labor. So um, if you're not used to spicy food, I would avoid curries where possible while you are pregnant. Um, generally, I mean, it didn't work, but generally that's what happens. So that's an important thing to note. And then we have a long kashrut update list today, so I'm going to start it early. Please once again remember um, to check your local rab- with your local rabbi to make sure that these are acceptable hackshas for your community. Um, please check the Yoshin Bulletin on Kosher SA site for information if this applies to you. And their notice is that Bagel Zone is not Yoshin anymore from the 9th of February. So... Lots of updates. Please remember to check the symbols and and make sure. The first thing is Cerebros have a, quite a few products that have come out. So firstly, the noodles, which have been out for a while, but they're now listed. Sheshanyama flavor, chakalaka, spikos, beef curry, and chicken dust. Then they have come out with sauces, 
which are Parov with the Best Den logo. There's sweet chili, brown sauce, tomato sauce, salad and chip sauce, and something called a tomato sauce. Um, and I'm not sure if that is actually a spelling error or it actually is a tomato and mustard sauce, which would be perfect for your hot dog. Spoonfuls Company make a now instant hot chocolate powdered drink. It is milchik, um when it has the Bethden logo on. Then the following Woolworth sourdough bread is now kosher parv with the Bethden logo. They sliced white sourdough plain with the product code 6009-226001468 and the sliced white sourdough with rye flour product code 6009-226001451. They are parv, which is really nice um, to be able to get two types of sourdough then Sassy Salad Dressings is now certified kosher parv with the Beth Din logo. Um, there are French tangy, garlic dressing, poppy seed dressing, tangy mustard dressing, soya dressing. All the flavors are actually also available sugar-free. Some new oils, which I actually haven't seen, so I'm going to be looking for those. It's called Barco Flavoring Oils, B-A-R-C-O. They are kosher certified. Please remember to check your kosher SA list for the full listing and status as some flavors, they're adding flavors as they go along. So that should change up quite often. Um, and even when the bottle says kosher, please make sure that it is on the list to verify as they're not all certified yet. The following field and flavor flat cut potato chips are now kosher with the Beth Din logo. So the salt and vinegar, the tomato and the smoked beef. Wild, uh, I think it's take wild island mystery flavor cordial is now kosher dairy, uh, with or without the Beth Din logo. Geo Gelato in Cape Town is now offering Chalav Israel dairy and dairy ice cream, that doesn't make sense, available immediately. Happy Earth, so Cape Town, welcome to Gelato. And they obviously have plain Molchik or Chalav Israel available. Then Happy Earth People Cookies bear an unauthorized use of the Beth Din logo. Now, while the cookies are not currently certified, the Beth Din is working on that to certify those products. Sunbird Fruit and Nuts products bear an unauthorized use of the kosher logo. They are not kosher certified. We are in the process of taking remedial action. Woolworths Light Meat Tuna Shredded with Tomato and Herb Pouch is not certified kosher due to a problematic ingredient. Woolworths will be covering the Beth Din logo and apologizes for the error. If you've used it, you do not need to kosher your Kalem. So that's good news. And then um, February the 12th from Oregon Kosher. Please be advised the following products sold by Keto Factory have unauthorized Oregon Kosher symbol. Skinny Sweet Allulose and Monk Fruit Blend. Skinny Sweet, sorry, Skinny Sweet Erythritol 
allulose and mine fruit blend, and rainbow sprinkles. They are using unauthorized um, logos. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Right, we've been talking chilies um, and we've already done our weekly update on the kashrut lists. Um, there wasn't much from overseas that I could find, so it was a short, it wasn't as long as expected. Now, with the chilies has come a upsurge in what they call chili challenges. Now, these are not a great idea, please note. Uh, very popular on social media, but they are quite dangerous. In fact, more than one person has been hospitalized after eating ghost pepper. One guy was actually in a burger bar and had a ghost pepper burger and landed up being in ICU with ruptured blood vessels in his throat. So please be very careful when you're doing chili challenges and hopefully make sure that your kids don't decide to participate in these weird things. Now, I was talking in one of the recipe with your greatest toppings and things that you could fit on chilies. So I thought, well, let's give you a list of what toppings to put on the chilies. So the first thing is if you love chili but you're not mad about the heat, well, then just add some lime juice. Squeezing a bit of lime, on that acid balances out the heat of the chili and it does give it a bit of a more tolerant level. So one or two lime wedges would do the trick with that. You could probably use um, a lemon, but it wouldn't be quite the same as lime does go really, really well with spicy chili food. Another way to do it, if you um, if you can, is to give your chili a punch of creamy, tangy Greek yogurt. You can't go wrong with sour cream either, but if you want something a little lighter, then the yogurt does work. Um, I must admit, I do use mayonnaise instead of yogurt just because of the milk and meat. Now, this is a favorite. Cooking chili with whiskey. It gives it a smoky, earthy twist to your chili, and it is used in stews and barbecue sauces. So it makes sense to use it in a chili as well. Now, you can do it if you want straight into your chili, or you can reduce it in a separate pot and just enhances the flavor when you cook down your whiskey. Pretty much when you cook down any kind of sauce or liquid, it will definitely um, improve the flavor. You can also choose to marinate your mince or your chili in your whiskey for a day or two and then add the chili later. So that would be a nice warming type of thing. If you love peppers, well, add more. Chipotle and dried ancho peppers are a fantastic option to your chili dish. But if you want something a little bit less, and if we can find them, Anaheim peppers work really well as well. Another interesting mixture of chili, which has become quite a rage recently. Um, recently, I'm talking five, six years and that is cocoa. Adding cocoa to chili is a classic technique. You can buy chocolate bars with chili in them. Um, and you see chili peppers and chocolate chili peppers are both indigenous to Central America and Mexico. So they're often combined into amazing dishes. 
and it just unsweetened cocoa gives it a beautiful thick chili but you can use dark or semi-sweet chocolate too so that makes an amazing flavor enhancer for your chili obviously tortilla chips go really well with chili um you dip them in and you just eat them with your instead of using a fork or a spoon that crunch just really also adds something to the chili flavor and if you eat using flavored nachos would work well espresso believe it or not just like cocoa espresso or coffee enhances the flavor of chili and makes it taste even better bolder and extra special so the combination of coffee chili and beans creates a very smoky flavor that would make your ordinary baked beans into something really special but you can also then put in some chocolate. Now, that sounds like an interesting combination. A very a common uh, topping for your chili is obviously your cheddar cheese. If you're cooking with meat, you can buy um, kosher, uh, the vegan kosher cheddar flavor or the farm parmesan-flavored cheese. But if you're not doing that, Monterey Jack, which we really don't get much of here, and Havarti cheese and even some queso in your chili would be amazing addition to your flavors. Then we soy sauce, which is an unusual one to think of when you are mixing chili. But I must admit, I do use it quite often. And that is to give your chili a bit of an Asian flair with soy sauce. Remember, Asian flavors are often quite, quite heavy on the chili. They like that spice. So soy sauce is a natural pairing when you are making Asian di dishes. It adds a rich umami taste to the chili and other soups and stews. And it just really very, very common in um, the, uh, sorry, in the Asian market. Then we have the next one up is honey. Honey into your chili. Why not sweeten it up a little bit? Sugar will enhance the flavor, whereas we've said the acid will tone it down. A few tablespoons of honey will go a long way. It mixes well with tomatoes and chilies and other spices. It's a very simple addition, and it is beautiful. And then you can still add your honey and cocoa and make it something really, really special. So I used the word umami a minute ago, and the def definition of umami is it's a, a sort of a new flavor, and it actually usually comes from monosodium glutamate, So, you, it, which is why you are finding it in um, often used to describe Asian dishes. It's that salty, earthy flavor that fits everywhere on your tongue, not just on one set of taste buds. And it does, it does make a, an amazing flavor enhancer. Um, but there are some people who are allergic to the synthetic one. Please note that monosodium glutamate is found naturally in quite a lot of food, especially tomatoes. So it's people who are allergic to monosodium glutamate are generally allergic to the synthetic version and not the naturally occurring one. Although if you're finding that you can't eat tomatoes because they make you sick, that may be the reason. Then salsa, obviously everybody loves a salsa. Um, we generally call it Israeli salad, but a salsa is tomatoes, onions, cucumber, 
and sometimes a bit of lime juice included in it. And that makes nice. Another topping for your chili is croutons. Some stale bread fried up beautifully into cubes or fresh bread if you'd like. Um, and they make a beautiful, crunchy um, crouton. But it's, why not? You know, and stale bread, by the way, works better for croutons than fresh bread. So you cut up your bread into cubes, you coat it with some olive oil and some seasoning, and you bake it until it turns into toast. And for those who make curry, you will know that coconut milk works well with heat. So coconut milk also gives an Asian flair to your chili. Um, you can add that in, and it gives it a nice creaminess, and it just makes a beautiful, unique flavor. Even for somebody like me who doesn't actually like coconut flavor, it's hidden in the chili, and it just gives it a nice taste. And then guacamole, just another version of a mashed avo. Not quite. When we make guacamole, it is avos, onions, coriander, tomato, lime juice, salt, and pepper. So when you're buying your um, guacamole from the shop and it's smooth, then it is generally just um, the avo with a little bit of lime and some salt just to flavor it. But a real guacamole is a chunky sort of topping for your salad. And then obviously everybody's, well, not everybody's, one of the most well-known drinks is a cola. It definitely adds to your flavor the same way cocoa and coffee would do. And you only need a small can. The sweetness of the cola complements the flavors of the spices of chili. So they have a beautiful flavor pairing together and just gives it a different taste. Then obviously your tomato sauce or ketchup is another one. But before we get there, we're going to talk about sriracha in a moment. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to braai or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. And if you didn't want like your chili hot, well, let's put it this way. If you didn't think your chili was hot enough, why don't you add some sriracha into your chili? Just kick up that heat even more. Sriracha is supposed to have a fruity, sweety, tangy flavor that just adds some more to your chili. Personally, I think chili's enough with its chilies on its own. Another nice addition to your chili would be olives. Fresh, classic Mediterranean twist is olives into your chili. It gives it that beautiful salty, earthy flavor. So really, really nice. And then obviously potatoes. And a nice thing to add with your chili, top it up, baked potato, put some chili topping on top. Beautiful way to eat your potatoes. And not feel guilty about eating potatoes on a diet because the chili heat should help you with your weight loss. Another beautiful topping for your chili, um, and that is mango. Gives it a nice tropical flair, but Quite frankly, adding fruit to a spicy dish is not uncommon in Asian fruit. It does kind of feel strange for us in the Western world, but they do beautiful flavors onto your chili. So that's a nice, a nice addition. And then, um, even apricots would work well with this. Balsamic vinegar is a nice one to add to your 
actually it's kind of a weird combination, but it it works to reduce the spiciness of the dish, but not the flavor. So the acid in the vinegar, in the balsamic vinegar, and the acid in your lime or the acid in your lemon, all of those reduce the heat, but not the flavor, which is a really nice addition. And balsamic vinegar just has a beautiful flavor to it on its own. Um, for those who are listening that do eat bacon, crumbling some bacon on is also something that is recommended. Um, I'm not sure that I would do that, whether I ate bacon or not. Chorizo sausages, beautiful addition to your chili, especially if you are a chili lover. The chorizo is a savory smokiness that you can't get. Um, there is kosher chorizo, and it is pretty good. So it's a nice one to have. It is still beef, so no problem there. Pan fry your chorizo first, though, until it's nice and crispy, and then throw it in. And if you want to add to riches, the vegan cheese will work well. Butternut squash, another one, same as potatoes. Those are beautiful additions. And then obviously beer. As, as with the recipe that I read out, my recipe actually has a cup of beer in it. Um, and beer and chili, beautiful combination on a Sunday. Um, when you're putting the beer in the chili, though, just remember it's not going to make you drunk or anything like that. What happens is the malt in your beer brings out the flavor in the meat and the beans. So it gives it a richer taste. It almost tastes like you stuck cream into your chili. And it's beautiful. Um, just remember to cook it out so that your your alcohol is cooked out. And then obviously herbs and spices that go. Coriander or cilantro, depending on what country you're in. Parsley, cumin, cane pepper, or any other combination of herbs can be used with chili to make it your personal chili. So experiment until you get what you love. And then sour cream, obviously, we did mention it in the beginning. It does have a beautiful flavor. So if you've got the cream substitute, whip that up with a little bit of uh, lime zest or a little bit of lemon to make it into the sour and add it in just on top. Um, I love it on uh, tacos. And that is a beautiful flavor. Cranberries are another unusual one um, in your chili. It goes really, really well because it's sweet and chewy and then the nice beautiful yellow color uh, I mean sorry red color and then cornbread cornbread's not something South Africans have a lot of but it is a nice one you could make um, a nice polenta or something like that and it would you grill that and it gets a nice crispy thing a base to it and it will taste amazing maple syrup now I love my maple syrup but please be careful when you're buying maple syrup. There's maple-flavored syrup that we buy every day. Or you can spend a little bit extra. Don't use a lot. But maple syrup just adds that special flavor. Maple syrup is not as sweet as our normal syrups. So it just adds that beautiful soft earth tone to the chili. It is more of a savory, by the way. So that's... What yeah, and if you've enjoyed my chat on what to, to eat with your chilies and how to enjoy your chilies, please let us know. We are l waiting for your messages, and we can respond at any time. 
You've been listening to Adrian Bugatti on the SN Freysen Show on High FM 101.9.